Star Wars 7x7 episode 1895 today. Timelines! Yeah, we're gonna talk about the novel Black Spire and what it clarifies for us not just about the timeline in the sequel era, but also in the years before it. Let's go! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and we are getting into spoiler territory for Black Spire. So if you haven't read or listened to the novel and don't want it spoiled for you, then by all means, save this for a later date. But if you're okay with me diving into the details, then let's do it. And before I start, I would like to say thank you very much to Penguin Random House Audio who shared a version of Black Spire with me, the audio version in specific, and I will talk about the particular joys of the audio version after the break later on. But for now, what I want to focus on is what's revealed about the timeline of Star Wars canon thanks to the events of Black Spire. For a start, we know that Black Spire is, for all intents and purposes, a sequel to Delilah Dawson's novel, Phasma, and we find out that it's been, quote, several weeks after the events of Phasma that we are dropped into the introductory part of Black Spire. So that was one of the big questions when the novel came out, when Phasma came out particularly, was where exactly within this open space before the events of the sequel movies does Phasma take place? And there were flashbacks to time on Parnassos, that's Phasma's home planet, that went back 9, 10, 12, 15 years, and yet, you know, it's hard to place that in a time frame. Well, now we can, thankfully. So we know that the events of The Force Awakens happen in 34 ABY, ABY being after the Battle of Yavin, and that's 30 years after the Battle of Endor, so after the events of Return of the Jedi. So that 30-year period is a very fallow period for storytelling. So, what we know now for sure is that the events of the Phasma novel, a lot of it told in flashback, but we find out that it is 10 years prior to the events of The Force Awakens that Phasma is found and taken off Parnassos by Brendel Hux. So that puts it in 24 ABY. And for reference purposes, the novel Bloodline by Claudia Gray, where the First Order is ready to sort of reveal its presence to the known galaxy, is taking place in 28 ABY. And going back in the other direction, The Mandalorian, at least season one of The Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, is supposed to take place around 9 ABY, five years after the events of Return of the Jedi, and quickly doing the math, 15 years before Phasma is found on Parnassos. And I know I kind of poo-pooed the notion that The Mandalorian is going to touch on the origins of the First Order at all based on the way I was reading the story and the discussions that you and I had about it over the weekend, but... You know, when you think about it, they might have been far enough along where you could actually see something happening. I mean, it's only 15 years later that Phasma arrives, and they've already got their troop training regimen handled. Cardinal, now Archex, is handling all the young kids, and they decide to give Phasma the older kids and kind of split up the duties and whatnot. But they've already got a pretty good system going on, and... You can't necessarily tell from the novel Phasma, but what the First Order Starfleet might be, you know, as far as its size and its capacity and whatnot, 
Yeah, it takes a long time to build capital ships and whatnot, but they might have been a little bit further along than we might have necessarily guessed, at least by 9 ABY when The Mandalorian takes place. So who knows, maybe we will get little hints and glimpses at the First Order after all. I'm still on the side of no, but, you know, I gotta admit the possibility exists. So, anyway, that's the <laughs> packing up of the Phasma timeline thanks to the introductory stuff in Black Spire. The main part of Black Spire takes place four months after the events of The Last Jedi. Basically what happens is all you know, the stuff goes down with the Hosnian system and the mission that Leia was going to send Vi on gets put on hold. Now, part of the novel then involves the question, or at least for me it did, was Vi Marathi involved in the events of The Force Awakens and was she on one of the transports in the events of The Last Jedi? Was she part of that crew on Crate? Well, no, it turns out that she was not. And as Leia says in the novel, you're not the only important person I'm sending to the middle of nowhere. And yeah, you know, for example, Snap Wexley and his crew are off and about doing other things while the stuff in The Last Jedi is happening too. In fact, there's reference to another group called Green Team, which is supposed to infiltrate a Star Destroyer, and Vi initially is a little upset that she did not get picked for a mission like that because it seemed more suited to her skills, but then again, based on what she had been through in the novel Phasma, well, yeah, that could have stirred up some unpleasant memories. And then the epilogue takes place, quote-unquote, several weeks later, you know, that's another phrase that it doesn't give you a lot of information. I mean, it gives you some, right? You have to think that, you know, two weeks would be a couple weeks, and so maybe three weeks or more would be several weeks. But if you go out past two months, then maybe you start feeling like you should say, you know, two months later, three months later, something like that. So I'm thinking it's, you know, month and a half to two months after the events of Black Spire, the main body of the novel. That's when Kylo Ren shows up with the 709th Legion looking for the Resistance base. So if you say that you're roughly four months after The Last Jedi when the main events of the novel happen, and you're several weeks after that when Kylo Ren shows up, well, now we're close to about six months in from the events of The Last Jedi. And so it's almost basically right in between, dead center in between the events of The Last Jedi and where The Rise of Skywalker is supposed to be taking place. So there you go. That is where everything fits in. And then, of course, the actual experience of going to Black Spire. It's said that it is taking place on a specific day on the calendar in Star Wars canon. They're not telling us what that day is, but that day sort of resets every single day that you go to Galaxy's Edge. So it's like Groundhog Day in Galaxy's Edge. Anyway, it has to be taking place after the epilogue of Black Spire because Kylo Ren and the 709th are actually down on Batuu and are in Galaxy's Edge roaming around. And so... Yeah, there you go. It puts it within that six-month period in between The Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi. Now, I'm going to take a quick break, and as I promised, a quick note about the audio version of Black Spire. Stay tuned. 
This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003, and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use, and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. Check out sw7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is sw7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. So the choice of an audiobook narrator is a crucial one. Surprise, surprise. And Nick Martorelli, who is a producer with Penguin Random House Audio, has been on the podcast and has said that you know they take that choice very seriously to make sure that they're matching the narrator up with the material to allow for the best performance possible. And I do think they really nailed it with January Lavoie. She does seem to be the perfect person to narrate a story, especially one centered by the character of, or centered around the character of Vi Marathi. You know, I think of other folks who have been doing narration in recent novels like Mark Thompson or Jonathan Davis or Saskia Marleveld, and they're all very capable narrators, and I think they would have done a terrific job, but I do believe that they line January Lavoie up perfectly with this one, and she does a terrific job and has the attitude and the personality of Vi down pat. So kudos again to a great job of narrator choice and production by Penguin Random House Audio on this one. And again, thank you for sending me a copy of it too, Penguin Random House Audio. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.